0: you're listening to radio on we are very pleased to have American filmmaker Craig Baldwin here with us today who's um, touring currently touring Europe would you say Craig yes sure that's yes, for sure yeah and I you're doing workshops
1: screens panels workshops and a conference by the way and actually a festival
0: mm. Mm. and you've just brought out your new film Lock up on um, move what can you say about your new film?
1: Well, uh, you know, it's a what I'm calling a collage narrative. You know, certainly it, it does what a lot of my earlier films try to do, which is tell a certain kind of history. Uh, the theme, um, in very broad terms, is sort of uh, autonomy versus control. But the, the, uh, what would be distinctive about this one is that I've tried to, to couch uh, these themes Within a, uh, within a, within a within a larger arc narrative arc, it, it's not just a a collage uh, for, for for its own sake, a, a, like an ongoing montage, but actually has characters in it, and they have you know kind of dialogue and relations and so on and so forth. So it, it, in a way, it's it's more most narrative film, that's for sure.
0: But in in uh, contrast to the um, specters of the spectrum, is it a post? Would it be a post quill? Or a prequel? It's it's
1: actually a prequel of, of Spectres, yes. And uh, you could actually say that the Spectres uh, is is a collage narrative uh, if you've seen it. But but the, the point is that the two the, in in, in uh, the new one move. There's a lot more uh, development in terms of the psychology of the of the characters, you know, and they have more depth and it rings a little bit uh, tr- uh, more true, shall we say, to anthropomorphic expectations. It's less uh, completely and absolutely um,
0: didactic. How do you come up with the ideas for your films? For example, Spectre of the Spectrum has a has a narrative going through it. Um, your earlier films, um, uh, very kind of visually based, would you say? Or How, how do your films now differ to your early, earlier films?
1: It's true that uh, earlier on I was interested in just uh, more visual play mm-hmm. and a visual collage, uh, something more uh, uh, closer to a John Hartfeld, you know, to a to a... A provocation through imagery and gesture, Uh, but increasingly, uh, I I, I felt I I had to avail myself of of language, basically. And you know, I mean, it would be fine to make a short film that's that's formal, whatever, that's that's on the surface, you know, that's that's a a play of of colors, you know, and 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 forms. But but sooner or later, if you're making, if you want to actually do something that's more. Analytical, investigative—to—to to take research materials and make it available to an audience. Then, then, uh, then—it's then hard to avoid the use of language. One could do a voiceover, which I've done, and one could do use intertitles, which I won. But sooner or later, uh, in my case, I was drawn to—to to at least using. Schematic characters as carriers of the argument. I call it a sort of a puppet show, in a way. So we do have people in my movie, you know, uh, but uh, you, you you don't necessarily have to uh, <clears throat> be uh, suspend. Let's put it this way: your disbelief. You see that they are, you know, actors within a, a kind of a, a larger play. But but the, but there are there there's resolution, and you know, there's conflict, and there's there's a little bit more that comes from. From theater or drama in the play, so uh, the my, uh, back to your original part of your question, yes, the, my f- films are generally around certain kinds of historical issues of power. That's for sure, but but again, I, I don't just uh, lay lay those arguments on the on the table nakedly. What I like to do is again uh, couch them <clears throat> in aesthetic uh, initiatives like collage or narrative initiatives like this idea of. Uh, of a family, or a saga, or an epic, or, or like a fairy tale.
0: Are, are your films uh, part of your inner landscape as well?
1: They sure are. Well, um, they could hardly not be. Well, first of all, uh, the the kind of level of fantasy and, and imagination needed to really solve problems, near to problems, yeah, is 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 something that. Uh, kind of one has to think through if that's what you mean by inner landscape if you mean by reflecting my my uh, what a belief system or cosmology mm. um, then I couldn't give you an answer I don't know if I have one but what I mean is there they, they are products of my imagination if that's what you mean for sure mm. there's not just you don't just go out and, and read a, you know a book about Coronado for example mm. I made a film about about the the, uh, the so-called conquest of the Southwest in the United States in 14, mm-hmm. not 1492, but a few years after that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I did that. But the thing is, the, the, uh, to, to bring it to cinema, that you have to visualize it. See what I mean? So so wh- where do those ideas come from? Well, a lot of it has to do with with visualization, with thinking up a picture, you know, with, with creating a mise-en-scene, mm-hmm. with a... Uh, uh, t- taking a chance on, on, on a set of gestures that, that tell the story so I don't know like I say if that's what you mean by my inner landscape or whatever but they, it really has to do imagination is, is, is the word I, I don't want to forfeit that, that, that part of filmmaking you know what I mean uh, I feel it's important to have some kind of fantasy action going on
0: yeah can, can you imagine someone making a film about your life would you like that my or, life yeah
1: Oh, I would be embarrassed to do that, you know, because I'm actually a white middle class kind of guy. You know what I mean? I, I mean, uh, ultimately, I would feel I was very um, self serving and and that um, you know it wasn't really taking the opportunity to you know address larger issues. You know what I mean? I don't think I'm all that you know really extraordinary to be honest with you. There's a million people like me who are just little wankers who are just you know playing around. Within my case, images could be a musician or a poet or whatever. So. Petty bourgeois, blah blah blah. No, I I think that, that, that you raise the stakes up a little bit higher. I'm not into this, you know, reality TV kind of thing. Sure, you can make a movie about the person who just walked by. if You want to make a movie, you know? But I think you could <laughs> come up with better a better subject than that. You know what I mean?
0: How how do you come up with the ideas for your films? Are, are they do you think they're part of you or do they come from elsewhere?
1: Well, yes. Well, you kind of you kind of asked that before. The thing is, mm-hmm. the there's a set of issues that I'm Driven by that's for sure. You know, again, not, not that I had this inspiration. I saw what my movies had to be but Just the kind of things that I, you know, I'm I committed to. You know, the, the, um, you could say democracy. You know, again, that's sort of a that's sort of a generalized, vague term. What, this idea of what what would make for a good movie, I think, is when you have a you know kind of a certain kind of argument or a certain kind of conflict. So all my movies really are about generally the, the idea of a, a control. Autonomy, really. You know, I mean, uh, and it's not hard to come up with a million examples of yeah, that. Yeah. But I would say four out of seven movies really came to the front page of a paper, where I saw a story that was just mm. begging to be made. So I, it's not like after making that whole pitch about the imagination, it's not like have to cook up. Mm. See what I mean? A fiction and mm. you know, go down to Hollywood, rent a room. Mm. <laughs> drink a lot of coffee or whatever it is, you know what I mean? It takes and then, you know, sort of, you know, carve out a romantic comedy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, develop this character. Yeah, that would be good. It's it's, it's It doesn't work that way at all. I mean, it, my thing is more about uh, taking something that exists really in the world and then, again, using imagination to... Uh, to, to to mold it into yeah a work of art kind of thing mm. so really it, it, not from within me but but obviously I have to be receptive to mm. to a good story mm. you know mm. and it's something that has that kind of uh, you know architecture and mm. and conflict and, and uh, uh, tension within it you know mm. what I mean that's why my movies are sort of collagey because they do kind of work out this this these sets of tensions. Mm. Mm. Do do
0: you dream about your movies? No. You know, not really. Yeah, uh, more
1: After the fact, when you make a movie, uh, you know, uh, you, you would know this if you were a maker, you you end up dreaming about the production because, you know, it's a lot of just repetition, repetition, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Doing this, doing this, doing this, seeing mm-hmm. this scene, seeing this scene. scene, scene. And, you know, when I saw my own movie, whatever it was two nights ago, my, my lips were like this. <laughs> every, every, every word out of the script, I was... I was, you know, speaking along with. Mm. So, there you go. I don't know if that's a dream or not. What mm. I mean is that these ideas become very internalist. But, uh, but, mm. but but just to flip it, what I'm saying is that uh, if you're trying to draw out from me whether this is some product of some uh, inner child or inner vision, uh, no. Like I say, it's really an outside in. I, I'm less interested in that. I want to get away from that indulgence of my, sure. my tortured yeah. soul. That's just mm. my uh, attitude.
0: But uh, mock-up on Mu, on uh, deals with Alistair Crowley and uh, other people like Elrond Hubbard. Um, what's your interest in the occult or hidden knowledge? would you say? Okay
1: uh, the that's a good question. I don't believe really in in most of the the, the, the religious aspects of whatever that might be metaphysical as mm. I'm a dialectical materialist just so mm. you know. you know uh, I'm interested in the fact of cults, so you know what I mean, I'm interested in flying saucers. Mm. I don't necessarily believe in flying mm. saucers, but but flying saucers uh, are an urban legend. They're they're part of a system of belief that that have a presence. They're they're powerful. or active. Mm. You know what I mean? So I I like uh, this idea of uh, illusion or false idea, false consciousness, as it used to be called. I'm i interested in this, and this is a this is something that's not to be avoided. Mm. Again, like like a more uh, your you know a didactic filmmaker wouldn't lower him herself to this you know uh concern with uh, the frivolous or whatever or the just wrong, wrong headed or unscientific. I certainly agree it's unscientific, but i, I like the idea of of exploring uh the uh, the human need for you know, whatever uh, escape or belief or faith, or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I uh, that that that's why I am drawn to to, to people's uh, the way, ways that they deceive themselves, to the deception. Oh uh, Yeah, my film. I'm very much interested in mm-hmm. the occult as this idea of, of the secret. Mm-hmm. You know, not so much uh, uh, the what, the content of the secret, but the the fact the the, the sort of psychological and social organizations around secrets. Mm-hmm. See, so. That's an interesting social formation, you know, occult groups, whatever, mm. you know, and um, or conspiracies, mm. you know. So, so uh, yeah, I, I kind of like that. I, I kind of like exploring the, the the power relations. Let's say.
0: Mm. So why why did you choose Alistair Crowley? For well, example, Crowley
1: or? because because of the historical factor. It. Again, mm. it's not because mm. uh, I have a I'm mad about Crowley. It's mm. because Crowley was was you know. Mm why would I be interested in uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, which I'm very interested in. I don't know if you know who he is, but he was the guy, you know, who shot Kennedy. So that's why I'm interested in Lee Harvey Mm -hmm. Oswald. There's a lot of Lee Harvey Oswalds out there. Well, I mean, fewer Crowleys, but, I mean, you know, Crowley was the guy who who set up the OTO, which had the big yeah. effect on so many people, my roommate for that matter, millions of people, let's face mm. it, around the world, UK mm. as well, uh, and, and in California, mm. and Jack Parsons. And my whole story comes by way of, of the, aerospace, uh, mm. uh, what would it be, a sort of historical uh, commentary on individuals within the aerospace industry, mm. really, and the the Crowley was an influence on those people. Mm. That's how I, I, I came to Crowley. I didn't start with Crowley. Then it would be, a, again, it would be a be like a fan movie about Crowley. Mm. Same thing with mm. uh, uh, Sonic Outlaws. Have you ever saw this other film? Mm. Well, it ends up being about Negative Man. Yeah. Well, I didn't make a fan movie about Negative land, even though I liked their mm. their music. It was about the issue of copying and sampling, so mm. you mean and copyright violation and so on and so forth. So, and they were someone who were was in court so don't say that's how they came to be the subject of my movie so i there was always in, there's larger issue not to not to say i'm i'm better than other makers but i'm saying that the way i go about it is i there's a generally a kind of a larger thematic you know arc mm-hmm. and then there's there, there's people on the ground that i that enact embody and live out these 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 contradictions mm-hmm. these tensions right that's why i when i read about it in the paper it's a iteration, you know what I mean, it's an example, you know what I say? that's it, you know, there's a demonstration of it, there, there's a story that really happened, I didn't have to make it out, and I'm interested in arguing, making that argument, and here's somebody who's lived it out, mm. and so then then, then that's, that's kind of the meat of it, you see yeah. what I
0: mean? So, for example, in Sonic Outlaws, this was the case with Negative Land and, and U2, wasn't it? This, this yeah, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah. It was just—it was just—it was, just, was like—it was like a lightning bolt went off. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't actually when the court case—that actually about a year before—but it was actually at a. Oh, it happened to be at a writer's thing, and and, and the, the, the Don Joyce, you know, the, that's just another name that you might not recognize, but but the, the basically the sort of the ideologue uh, in the guy who does a lot of the, the writing for Nagaland. He he read this, <laughs> he read this manifesto. You know, and I was invited because I had made this earlier film, *Tribulation*. So I was, so I did the thing with film, and then he read this manifesto. And then a good friend of mine, who just was the guest editor of a law review uh, at a law school right down the street from this club, and he had, and his whole issue had been uh, intellectual property. So he happened to be there at this mm-hmm. at this event, handing out copies of his law review. So that's when the stars aligned. See. So you know, in other words, negative lens is one case, but there's a million cases. But the thing is that these things could happen at that moment. That's that's when the lenny will
0: instruct mm. my cerebellum. Mm. So you knew that that was you would, you would make the film. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. the, the ideas are good. good.
1: There's an argument mm. there. It's good. Just to, you know, like I say, it's a good piece of content. But, but the thing is, when I that was that was the whatever the epiphany. You know mm. what I mean? Where I saw that yes, I have a. It, it, it wasn't just academic. I have a personal stake in this, and this is kind of, not magical, but th- there's something uh, charmed about this this evening. I said, I could see it, that, that, that it was more, you know, it, was, it, it came you it materialized, there it was, the holy ghost, but whatever, it was just, the ideas were no longer just pure, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the ether. They, they would materialize, and say, this is the moment, I see it now, I feel it with my body, mm-hmm. and this is the way to go forward with my next film.
0: The early ideas of, um, or there are some uh, early ideas of the editing came out of uh, spiritualism in when it was first developed, uh, i.e. that people thought that they could move time or affect events. Do, do you know anything about this? Well, um, well, I do. You see, mm-hmm. I was always interested. Well,
1: you, you asked a question
0: earlier about the occult.
1: But just so you know, I was always mm-hmm. a magician uh, mm-hmm. or played, uh, did magic tricks mm-hmm. as a child. I would put on shows and we have a little tent in the backyard and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And, uh, you know, so what I'm trying to say is that I I have a... Fa- I guess the word would be fascination. Mm. I'm fascinated with those mm. kinds of things. Mm. That's not to say I believe in them. I, I just find them... Mm. You, you, They're engaging and humorous, you know, mm. and they're better than a lot of, of a mainstream mm. culture. Mm. You know, Tom Swift or, mm. you know, some, some bullshit TV character. That there could be something... There, there could be something that was... Um, that had this aura. What would be the word? A mystique... Of the not the transgressive or cult or secret, mm-hmm. I, I like this very much, and it, it, it pleased me. I don't know, you know. I mean, just as just because of mm-hmm. my nervous system uh, psychology. Mm-hmm. So, um so I, you know, had you know always been interested in these kinds of issues, and ultimately, the this interest, fascination of mine, mm-hmm. uh, was actually expressed in, in in Spectres of the Spectrum. It's in the title, Spectres of the Spectrum, mm-hmm. by the way. And, and there's there's a lot, you know, that wasn't that long ago. There's a lot of stuff there about. Um, oh, uh, the uh, what would it be, you know? another a, a kind of, of, of intelligence that wasn't embodied, shall mm-hmm. we say? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Fox Sisters. I don't know if you ever heard about them. No, no. no well, guess, well, that's another long, long-winded thing. I mean, you you could you read on the Fox Sisters mm-hmm. in two seconds more than I can tell you. <laughs> you know, on the internet. But what I'm trying to say is a. Uh, I mean, I found out typically in my research for Spectrum of the Spectrum about Mm -hmm. the Fox sisters. And since then, by the way, the Fox sisters have become pretty popular. Not that I was the big, uh, you know, herald of all this. But the thing is, they were two sisters in upstate New York who um, uh, started, uh, you know, channeling and hearing voices and whatever. And Mm -hmm. I mean, this is going on for millennium, that's for sure. Millennia. But the the point is about the Fox sisters is that they became super famous in the 19th century, about the same time that, you know, uh, telegraph mm. came in, see, so, so, th- th- to me, there was a coincidence mm. between the in the, the cultural imagination about the idea of ideas and intelligence being transferred in a, almost a magical way, mm. uh, and 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 they're divining and they're channeling. Mm. See what I mean? So, again, there have been channelers for many years, but the telegraph so radically confronted the population with a new model of communication, that their particular example, iteration, was became much more, resonated much more powerfully. Well, of course then again there was newspapers and mass media, so they became super super famous, much more famous than in in let's say in the mid, in the Middle Ages where it was just, you know, word of mouth kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what I liked about the Fox sisters. Not because I believed that they were really channeled, but but, but they 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 were part of a historical moment in which there was a problem in the popular imagination dealing with the fact of the telegraph, which there was no precedent for. See? So, same thing happened with the radio, by the way. So, as humans uh, had to readjust to this new paradigm, there would be some... Uh, uh, Psychic slippage, shall we say, and that the psychic energies would manifest themselves in uh, sightings. Same thing with your your business with the uh, the voices, uh, electronic voice phenomena. Mm-hmm. It's it's less about the fact that these things exist, which I don't believe in, by the way. but though I respect your right to believe, in, but actually because of the fact that there was the microphones mm-hmm. and recording devices now, mm-hmm. and so that this level of of uh, the irrational, whatever you call it, false conscious would like a shadow or a halo, would attach itself to the fact of, of recording. But um, same thing with the, the, the pictures, by the way. Yeah. You know, very early on. I love that phenomenon. I, I think I might have told you, my friend is making a film about that. Yeah. And and all, all that came up in my research as well, about the uh, the, 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 you know, the... The, the ghost images and things mm-hmm. like that, which are more often than not just an artifact or an accident that happens mm-hmm. with the emulsion. You know, anybody who's mm-hmm. taken their share of photographs knows, you know. But it's more about human projection, I mm-hmm. think. You know, it's not about what's there. It's about the uh, activity of, of the mind, you yeah. know, in in some cases mm-hmm. being confronted with an a, a inability to deal with, with, a new, with a new technological paradigm. Mm-hmm. And this is also the theory, just so you know, for those of your uh, listeners who have read... Uh, a technosis of, of Eric Davis who prom, uh, figures very prominently mm. in uh, spec spectrum this idea, no, Gnostic idea then there is a there is the material world and there's a, a, a spiritual world and the every, never the twain shall meet kind mm. of thing and this will be our problem until we can completely get out of our bodies you know what I mean and, mm. and, and meet this. The other, the, the, the real spirit, but I don't believe that personally. But I do. I understand that mm-hmm. it's that it's a a, a, a strand in whatever uh, in terms of belief systems. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Cinema in a way is a kind of a, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, alter, a artificial belief system. I would say that my f- mm-hmm. films are really more. They're they're engaging. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I hope that they are engaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in a way, and and that. Um, like a like a puzzle, like I say, mm. like a mental game, mm. you know, like a learning mm. experience, uh, in which there's a sort of a challenge uh, to the imagination. So it's not a, a it's not necessarily always so comfortable. Mm. Entertainment might have to do with relaxation, sure, and I don't, sure. I'm not against that, but mm. but but they, uh, but people are not going to really get that in the, you know whatever in the one or two hours that they spend watching mm. my movies. What they're going to get is a more of a condensed set of, of ideas in which they like they engage with it, you know mm-hmm. wrestle or whatever confront mm-hmm. try to solve this mm-hmm. and uh, that offers satisfaction I would have to say you know hopefully it does in, ter- in terms of uh, uh, people uh, learning something that they hadn't known before and also uh, well, putting together uh, pieces that uh, don't necessarily fit together. Mm-hmm. You see, and that's especially true of a collage. I think so. There's more of a, 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 of, a of a challenge, and perhaps even a
0: provocation. Because, for example, with the spectrum, I came away with there was so much information and research that I can, I felt that I could learn more and more and more. So it, yeah. it was like uh, joining uh, like a puzzle, and I could, um, on one hand, I could um, learn about, for example, the Harp project or Tesla or Something like this, um, and on the other hand, it also has this beautiful sort of um, sensitive story going all the way through it. So, it- well,
1: thanks very much. I don't know how beautiful and sensitive it is, but the, the, the story—take my word for it—is just a table on which the ideas could be placed. Otherwise, it would be just a listing of Harp here, Tesla there. You mm. I mean? So that was a solution to the mm. narrative problem. Mm. You know, uh, you don't have to know that, but mm. I, I'll, I'm sharing that with you mm. because that's how filmmakers that's one method in which filmmakers can couch ideas in a narrative but of course there's other ones mm-hmm. avant-garde people you could have a listing you know what I mean you could do things alphabetically mm-hmm. there's different ways to mm-hmm. do it I and I've done those things as well too but mm-hmm. and, and recently I've been more drawn to this idea of a, a saga or an epic or a myth that's mm-hmm. for sure um, and, and, and by the way I just want to say right now I do have another copy of Spectres for you Stuart because uh-huh. <laughs> then you'll find that, out that the Fox payment. sisters <laughs> 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 apparently mine broke down before you got to the Fox sisters even though it's a very brief section.
0: These weird synchronicities in life. Um, we're speaking from a former brothel in uh, Berlin um, with uh, Craig Baldwin, and my most seen. most notable uh, comrade, Renus, on my left. Uh, we, ha- we had to actually break into the brothel this morning, which is kind of uh, very odd. Do you get sort of weird things following you around, Craig? We, we had to actually go in through the the seller uh, of the building because the door was uh, kicked in last night and so unable to get in through the front door. going through the front. So do you find this happens often with you, Craig? Yes, but I don't want to put myself <laughs> in a position of complaining or whining. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, know, my life you don't want to attract it too more. much. What? You don't want to attract this kind of thing too much or...
1: Uh, well, there's more your magical thinking. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, you know, it would happen to me anyway. It doesn't have to. You know what I mean? It, it's a position I put myself in. You know, not that I blame myself either. But I mean, uh, I find myself for the most part kind of living in marginal circumstances. You know what I mean? So uh, I don't have the, the huge safety net, for example, that my brothers do. So, so yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a lot of um, uh, mischief, and mayhem, and mishap. <laughs> mm. In my life, mm. but uh, but 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 it's not so much you know it's 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 not part of a cosmic conspiracy that's mm. for sure it's just it's just the complexity of a life in which one takes a lot of mm. risk, frankly. Uh, in the interview before, the video
0: before, it's kind of strange strange difference to sound and vision. But um, mm. uh, you were saying that um, you were getting footage from a uh, from a, a former porn cinema. Or oh like yes, 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 this sure. was in New York.
1: It was, it was in San
0: Francisco. San Francisco. It was called the art cinema,
1: of yeah. all things, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, well, that's tr- an anecdotal mm-hmm. thing, but mm-hmm. it happens to be a true story. Mm-hmm. But like I say, it's it's totally naturalized to me now. That's just, like, typical mm-hmm. of the kinds of solutions. You know, then I lived in a bar, by the way. You know, you were in a brothel, I was in a bar. Mm-hmm. And the name of the bar was the Russians, by the way. You know, mm-hmm. know what I mean? And now mm-hmm. I'm in a former bakery. Yeah, it just happened to be called that. And we mm-hmm. had the neon for seven years. I lived in that place. And we had the, mm-hmm. this red neon, the Russians. I mean... How good can you get, you know? And then, then now I'm in a bakery now, you know, so there you go. So mm-hmm. What I mean is this this idea, you know, to take it to the next level, is just more about this idea of inventing your life and being creative and mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and understanding you're part of a, a living history, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you don't have the prerogative mm-hmm. or the luxury of, of starting anew from scratch. Mm-hmm. Then we're always going to be inheriting. The past is always with us mm-hmm. and we inherit... Uh, the uh, you know the, 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 the lived world so mm-hmm. to speak and, and uh, the best thing is to accommodate uh, is to in, uh, refurbish and recontextualize and, and repurpose what's the, uh, what's what's there what limited resources we have rather than to think uh, what would be the word to to arrogantly pretend that we, we have the pr- pr- prerogative to, uh, to, to, to 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 buy a new car or to build a new house. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people still do that, but, but shame on them.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so you don't drive them?
1: I don't, no. no. I mean, I have a license, but I haven't driven. I mean, I was in a car last night, but I mean, it's, it's not often that I am. My thing is really more tactical. I guess that would be a word. It's mm. really where, working from where I am, solving the problem at hand. You know, I, I wish I had the luxury of a strategic... You know, solution to my problems—getting my father's house, making the movie, mm. and so on, and so forth. Mm. But that's things change, or getting into your house, right? Mm. I mean, that just had to be made up. Yep. Tomorrow, you probably get in another way. So that's that. Mm. This this typical. So mm. you know, uh, th- th- things change so rapidly mm. uh, that you you know you uh, you had to be uh, whatever, whatever provisional. You had to think provisionally. Mm. In my world, there's not this larger view. It's just. It's just you know, it's it's just I, it's just small moves. So all I can see, uh, it, it's impossible to get the uh, overlook over the horizon. There's too many changes, you know. You know what I mean? And, and, mm. and there's too much density, you know, over here. You know, I should take it like 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 my not not uh, Sylvia over there, but Sylvia's roommate just took a balloon ride. Mm. You know, I, mean? I like this idea of going up. up, Oh up, 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 up. Mm. Uh, and, and then 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 of course that's the thing about uh, Berlin, by the way. Mm. The whole thing is this is uh, Everything seems so monumental. Mm. The streets are so broad to me, mm-hmm. and it seems like the whole thing was designed from a balloon. But that, that's not the way it is in, in San Francisco or, or, or you know whatever. In the working class neighborhoods, it's all it's, you know. It's, it's hardly any room to walk down the sidewalk where I live. Mm. You know what I mean? And and uh, people don't drive cars so much in mm. my neighborhood. They do in the U.S. Mm. of course, but, but it's all skateboard or walk or bicycle or you know it's. Take a, a bus, or, you know. I mean, it's all these. Uh, it's more of a human scale.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But the, the, when I see Berlin, I say, "Well, that building is. How could they have possibly built something so big? You know, and then had this huge plaza, this traffic circle, you could hardly get across. Mm-hmm. What's the point of a traffic circle that's like half a mile big? Mm-hmm. Never occurred to you?" Mm-hmm.
0: I like the idea of sp- uh, space when I come to Berlin. I, you know, it's, it's are, so I'm not putting it down. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that yeah. they
1: the scale so big. So that I, it's yeah. almost like this, this the big thinkers, that's mm. for sure. Mm. I don't know if it's well designed or what, but yeah. everything seems like it was designed <laughs> from a higher... Uh, Perhaps
0: building. they're waiting for flying saucers or something to come down. To. So know. that's why there needs to be so much space in Berlin. There yeah. you know. But maybe mm-hmm. it'll never happen. Who knows? No. you know. um, who are your early influences as, as far as film is concerned? Or uh, Boonwell, Boon
1: well ah. still remains the oh, superhero.
0: You, I accidentally destroyed one of his films once. I used to work in a cinema in England, and oh. uh, yeah, I, I left the film running, and the film was destroyed into about a million pieces. So oh, because it was flat, flat, flat yeah, flat. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I no pieces, no piece was bigger than sort of a oh, centimeter or less oh, wow. even. What what would you say I should do with this? Footage because I still have mm. it, it's in a bag.
1: Mm. Make it to an art piece, maybe. <laughs> I <don't have> <idea>.
0: So Bunwell, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. I
1: can't come up with a funny answer, but it you know, breaks my heart. But I can see how that could happen. Yeah. it's happened to me in a, in a couple of cases. Not never sm- totally. What was the word? Smash a Smith yeah, or obliterated or mm. what's the word? In duster. Um. The point is, it was only the tail or the head, you know, was was destroyed. You know, yeah. looking in. Yeah. But uh, but never the whole thing. But because I would go somewhere mm. right, and leave the projector mall, mm. and not come. I come and forget that I mm-hmm. had the it. It happens all the mm. time, actually.
0: It was L, the film, the Bunuel film. That oh, got Elle. destroyed, yes. yeah. So uh, I don't know what significance at the time. Funnily enough, I was going out with a girl called Ellie. And it didn't last long after the film's cut right. to pieces. Uh, so he was one of your early influences. Well, that's uh, so was influences. that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's you. you back ask, on the That's
1: my answer to your question. Mm. i mean, Pasolini, whatever. Yep. You know? Yeah. Uh, Bruce Conner that I was just talking about yeah. and that was a little later of course when I got into mm. say high school or college but, but you know uh, uh, you know I mean there's a whole range I, it's not like who my favorite one is you know what I mean I mean you, I, I, I try to meet every filmmaker on his or her own terms so that'd be the best answer mm. in other words it's not like I want to see this is what I want to see so I go see this movies so I say mm. well this this is one 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 kind of film language mm. and there may be something to learn from this. see? Mm. Like oh, Vincent Minnelli, right, if you know his name. Mm. Well, musical, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't make musicals, but, but mm. I, I understand it. that's mm. that's a kind of cinema. So I have a, mm. what might be called a broad Catholic appreciation. I'm a film teacher, by the way. Mm. So it's not about me necessarily coercing my own particular personal style or uh, preference you know on mm-hmm. on film history I mean I wouldn't rent a Vanelli movie if that's mm-hmm. what you mean mm-hmm. but I, I, I try to understand the film as a huge expansive language mm-hmm. you know uh, so so all those guys have had have made a difference you know all those guys have, in, have influenced me and formed part of my idea about what cinema is but the ones that have attracted me most, are the ones uh, who are involved with this kind of, uh, critical cinema and mm-hmm. Moonwell's extremely anti-clerical, you know, sort of anarchistic, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you know the the Russians, the, the early uh, Ziga Vertov. I mean, it's easy to say, you know, I'm, I couldn't come up with any trick answer, you mm-hmm. know. It's, it's the, the there's a canon, there's, there's reasons why certain people have risen, you know, uh, to the top because you know they whatever they they they're good makers, so they have this tremendous imagination or whatever. Uh, Russell Wells, you've got to respect, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, I'm not really so much into uh, film history, don't you know? It, sure. It's it's not like a like mm-hmm. a rep cinema kind of thing. My mm-hmm. thing is really being in the world now with contemporary mm-hmm. artists who may or may not consider themselves filmmakers. You know, there's artists who make films mm-hmm. like that uh, last night. I don't know if you met Casper Straka. You know, he's mm-hmm. a German maker. He's, he, just a great guy, a great mm. maker, went to Braunschweig and blah, blah, blah. Mm. So, you know, I respect his work. But, but, you know, I mean, he didn't necessarily change my life, but mm. that's the milieu in which I'd rather really identify with myself, rather than oh, hark back to John Ford or, you sure. know, whatever, John, yeah. or Buster yeah, yeah. Keaton or yeah. Charlie Chaplin. I mean, those guys are great. You know, they don't need mm. my... So, in other words, I, I could learn just as much uh, about film by, you know, again, look, looking at the, the what's engraved here, you know what I mean, on that coin. You mm. know what I mean? In other words, you don't necessarily have to... Solves uh, cinema problems uh, with cinema sources. You, you can find it by reading or whatever, or look at advertising, or even in music.
0: And how do you deal with uh, sound in your in your films? Because on of the spectrum, for example, there's a myriad of experimental sort of uh, sound artists uh-huh. um, that sort of seem to underpin the the film.
1: Well, how did you? I'd like. Okay. Well, I you know again. That's a, I mean I'm I'm honored you would ask. That question, as if, as if I had a, a strategic answer, but I don't. <laughs> I mean? in other words, Is life as so you heard random. me say a little bit ago, it's mm-hmm. it's really a, a just a, a set of problems that have to be solved. Mm-hmm. See, so I could say, for example, I'm making a a movie about Mahler, which was done, by mm-hmm. the way, by. Um, that British maker, whatever his name is, Ken Ken Russell. I don't know if you're mm. familiar with. Yes. Ken yeah. well, another influence, by the way, mm. uh, uh, and I love Ken Russell's work. Mm. And uh, so he's making a movie about Sharkowski or mm. or Mahler. So that's great. Go ahead and mm. make it. You, you got your problem solved, mm. more or less, right? Uh-huh. But that's not the way I make movies, you know. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is, that I have a scene which is about Tesla. So mm. I would just. Um, it's 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 a kind of hunting and gathering kind of thing, you know yeah. what I mean? You just you just you know, there's just a lot of sounds in the world, and a yeah. lot of, you know, be the music or not, and mm-hmm. you know, and you just you 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 have to you have to kind of go and you know, search search and destroy, no no uh-huh. search and bring back, you know, that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing, you know. Yeah. And there's different ways of doing that. You can listen to all the albums, you can go to the radio, you can you know, search on the internet, you know yeah. what I mean? And and so so like I say, there's it's not like ABC, mm-hmm. it's like. You, know, you pull sound that might work for that scene, sure, you know, and then yeah. you start to build a scene. You so know? You're not going to do it in yeah. one week, you're going to do it in maybe six months. And as you do it, whether the scene has this kind of language or this kind of gesture mm-hmm. in it, then you see the sound that works best. And you mm-hmm. might put the wrong sound, I mean, the sound that doesn't work so well, and then mm-hmm. another sound might occur to you. Mm-hmm. But then, anyway, you shift it out and replace it. Mm-hmm. So sooner or later, the better ideas prevail, shall mm-hmm. we say. And that's, that's how a movie's really made, right? Cutting away the stuff that doesn't really work, but I always, as I said earlier, err on the side of exits. It's not allowed. Mm. I know exactly what I'm going to do, and then I do it by a cookie cutter thing. It's mm. like you bring the materials in front of you, and you will constantly get for more. And, and the stuff that that, that the remains is the stuff that continues to work, mm. you know, until something better comes along. And at a certain point, you just drop from exhaustion, mm. run right out of money, and that's the form you got. Yeah. But now it's a little bit different. Of course, you can constantly remake your movie, and you know, do new versions of it, and that's so, great yeah. too. And I've done that even in film form, mm. you know, cutting literally. I my own film on mm-hmm. but in the case of spectres to be a little bit more concrete with you mm-hmm. all the myriad sources, uh, I can't remember what they all are but you know just in anyone's anyone's life now in, in your life and you know Sylvie's life over there there's a million revenue uh, what would be the word streams of audio coming at you you know from a million of sources you know it's it's audio rich environment that's mm-hmm. for sure and uh, so you have the option of, of uh, if you're paying attention you know to to, to uh, you know uh, make a note of this or that and that's really the, the, the way it worked out there was only one or two cases where I would not actively would go out and find you know and, and and like buy this was a point I was making a little bit ago going into a DV store and actually ripping uh, you know a uh, you know a certain scene from a movie that's not really the way the way it works it's more like I come across you know the side the of the found it's like I come across something yep. and then I recognize it. mm. it's that. So in the anyway in, in the case of of, of the specters would be the, the Benjamin Franklin of course mm-hmm. who is my super big hero okay. and uh, that's in the movie as yeah. you know and yeah. and he's also a, a complete prankster mm-hmm. he you know he had zines and he he had fake names and he. He, he made uh, fun of rich people, and, and he was also a super horny old guy, mm-hmm. and he, he was he, you know he was a child of the, of the Enlightenment, and so on and so forth about how great Franklin was. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, he invented the glass harmonica, if you know what that is. You, yeah. know, you know what the glass harmonica
0: is? The glass harmonica? Yeah. Uh, it's Don't know what the glass harmonica is? It's harmonic not, when you play it, it shatters everything for miles no, around. that's not a nice idea, <laughs> but that's
1: more your... <laughs> That's more your magical thinking. <laughs> this is okay. No, uh, well, it's not exactly like this, but these three cups, let's say they all had different levels of wine in right? Mm-hmm. And then I could take this and then play a instrument like that. Mm-hmm. And they're generally, you know, larger, you've seen them a times, they're, they're kind of bowls. Yeah. So that was the music that was played, uh, well, like the theremin today, yep. you know, and mm-hmm. then the, another part of Spectre's, mm-hmm. not to get into too many details here, mm-hmm. uh, which was cut out, which was about mesmer. Mm. Now mesmer, you know about mesmer, don't you?
0: The hypnotist. Yeah.
1: Well, well, hypnotized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mesmerized the people. Yeah, the well, he, he, he literally, he, the word. He, you know, he yeah. uh, I mean, you he was understand. so important. That, yeah, yeah, that his. So, His presence was uh, was uh, made into you know whatever translated into a word has become part of the English yeah, language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So more power to him. Mm-hmm. But he again a complete pseudoscientist, a faker, and a, mm-hmm. a, a mountebank, and a, uh-huh. you know a, someone who was just like uh, Ron Hubbard, really mm-hmm. just a two degrees off Run Hubbard. Uh-huh. And during the French Revolution, there was of course an insane destabilization of the whole belief system, you know, and especially the church. Mm-hmm. And this is also the birth of cinema, don't you know? Mm-hmm. This would be a great argument to make, which I can't do because I don't have the historical research. Mm-hmm. But uh, not only the the, the the desire of people to have uh, what you call graven and present images of some kind of uh, spiritual power greater than them—that mm-hmm. was curtailed at the French Revolution because it was supposed to be secular and humanistic, right? Mm-hmm. So, the, 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 you know, the churches were, were discouraged, and so we have the phantasmagoria, mm-hmm. right? You know what that was, right? Okay, well, phantasmagoria, well, I mean, this is off the subject, but, well, we're talking about late, late 18th century. Let's say 1787, of course, was the French Revolution, 1790, mm-hmm. 1800, and uh, the... Uh, there would be certain kinds of way of producing light and lenses. Of course, it had also developed at that point. So you could actually have shadows cut out, and also mats, so-called, and also slides, glass slides with painted scenes. And then you could have two of these okay. magic lanterns, mm. and then then you could I love this kind of history. Mm. And then you could have both these magic lanterns, and then you could have a, a shutter between them, or do dissolves, oh. or move your hand, or change mm. the the lens, and so basically things. create mm. a. A scene. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? So that's that was really uh, that, that. It could be argued that the phantasmagoria filled the gap uh, that the church had previously, mm-hmm. you know, occupied the the imaginary, the mm-hmm. popular imagination. Mm-hmm. In the years following the French Revolution, well, in terms of Mesmer, same is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a destabilization of the, the business as usual status quo, mm-hmm. and Mesmer was uh, sort of a, a gent, as I understand it, from the wealthy. Mm-hmm. And hung around other aristocrats who were in crisis, and the reason is because obviously their world was coming down, and uh, so at a lack for anything else to do, uh, that they flocked to him because he uh, uh, could heal their their ills, which basically psycho. What do you call it? Self. Um, Yep. psychosomatic or whatever, yep. Yep. When, when you heal people mm. just because, if you believe you're healed, mm. and if we all held our hands and mm. felt like there was electricity passing through it... No,
0: no, I saw Madonna doing that. <laughs> <then>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't you know, then, then that would have some effect. You yeah. know, but only because yeah. we had enough belief in it, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. old people, it's mm. they, maybe they weren't getting laid enough or whatever, don't you mm. say, could come to him. and oh, So he nice. was sort of a dandy, don't you yeah. see who... Yeah. So, Understand. okay, now, okay, that's the story of Mesmer. Okay, at the same period of time, you have Franklin... Who? What, what? Okay, here's the the tie-in is that during these periods mm. of um, the, mm. these episodes, what do they call them? Mm. Uh, seances or whatever. Mm. Mesmer, they, mm. they play the music of the glass harmonica. Mm. In other words, a spiritual, uh, a transporting type music, uh, like but, a ther- but, yeah. with his
0: finger like that. Mm. You've seen it a million times. Yeah,
1: there would be a player there. Of course, you yeah, know I mean? but but I mean, the, the guy could do something as brilliant as that. So invent that, as well as being a complete politician. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and basically writing the United States Constitution and Declaration of Independence sure. because he knew what human freedom was. You know, and had mm-hmm. understood that the, these these ideas of the philosophy had come along. Mm-hmm. So the original question about Franklin was, uh, what? <laughs> we were talking about, about
0: Franklin. We have to, bang. to Sometimes we back Sometimes we can track on things. Something about Franklin. Well, you what, came what, up with Franklin. <laughs> yeah, so it was a response to well, what? kind of huh? questions drive you nuts, Craig? You know, where you where you think in the back of your mind, the receptionist goes like, um, I, I, "I just want to leave."
1: No, I'll roll with it, baby. Yeah. Don't you? Know? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. I, you know, where you're driving at? But knowing the, the, the sort of the tone mm. of a certain kind of, of a scene mm. and then and then recognizing it when I heard it. And I wouldn't really have to wait too long because, yeah. like I say, there's there's so many musical tones mm. that pass across my consciousness in, in the course of, of any... Uh, yeah, maybe. Mm. Of any... Well, but he doesn't. Uh, more more people of, going of past week. the window, yeah. But anyway, mm. the point is that mm. I knew that I wanted to do this section on Mesmer. So mm. I did some res- research on mm. Mesmer. And mm. I knew that they they played the Glass harmonica. Mm. So in that case, I went to the record store yeah. and, and I bought a CD, you know, mm-hmm. Glass Monica. So that, that that I guess that's a little bit of an answer to your question, but that's that's really the only case where I actually had to go out of my way and spend $9.99 yeah. on a CD. <laughs> For the most part, it was a, a record or a tape or, yes. a, you know, a, yeah. a radio show I recorded or my roommate's music or whatever, or something off of yeah. uh, the video. In a lot of cases, uh, increasingly, it's, it's soundtracks because it's yeah. soundtracks that I want. Mm-hmm. So rather than take something... Again, from from Mahler. Mm. By the way, there's Mahler and Moo. Mm. In case you didn't notice, but, mm. but but I would instead of classical music per se, I'll take programmatic mm. music that is a narrative mm. music that's already has a kind of an, a direction and an intention. You know, and a kind of a turn of events built into the. Or it, you know, it's it's lower yeah. on the scale of art, that's for sure. But it mm. serves my purposes.
0: Would you ever go around with a recorder recording sounds?
1: Uh, and? Uh, field recordings kind of thing, a yeah. verite, as I call mm. it. I I, I should, mm. if that's, but I, I rarely do that. Yeah. I'm so mm. caught up with just the montage part of it. You sure. know I mean? yeah. And if I had any extra energy, it would be shooting picture. Uh, as far as recording uh, ambiences, yeah. I think it's a wonderful way to make a movie, but but by the way, you can get ambiences quite easily now yeah. off uh, you know multiple sources, CD, mm. tape, mm. records, and the internet now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I really... I can't uh, you know, afford really indulge the the you know I don't have the time and energy to go out and film a
0: film. With spectres, for example, I know I keep going back to the, to the film. I think mm. it's, you actually film you you're not, you're using camera, you use a
1: camera? Yeah, so, it bo- it, mm. in, in both cases, mm. in Moo and in spectres, well. yeah. kind of similar, but Moo Moo mm. takes it to another to another level. That's for sure. Okay. But I did that.
0: Yeah. That. Mm.
1: See, I had made tribulation before that, and not to throw too many you know. Uh, uh, obscure references in, but the thing is, mm. tribulation is, is pretty well made, by the way, and mm. as you heard the guy say, it did mm. well, mm. but but it's just a montage of received images, mm. don't you say it, it doesn't really have a whole lot of, what I'm calling the Z-axis, mm. where people are brought into this, what we have here, like I say, three bodies in space, you know, mm. you're on my left, you're on my right, that mm. wall's beyond you.
0: Mm.
1: Tribulation is, is just, is, is could be a, um, you know, calendar pages, you know,
0: <laughs> do, 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 do. Mm.
1: Strong images, but they're flat. They're It's more by like graphics. Mm. See, when you see an image, there's hardly any depth to it. Mm. It's just from a Japanese science fiction movie or something mm. like that. So that was the whole thing. I wanted to create this, uh, this Z-axis, mm. you know, a depth thing. Mm. So that's why I got into shooting my own stuff. It made me more interesting movie with more more dimension to it. But mm. well, I anticipate your question. What's what, what going on? What was...
0: No, I'm just curious because it, it, you've been working with found footage for mm-hmm. so long and mm-hmm. and, um, and now with Spectres for example and Mood, which I haven't seen yet, uh-huh. but uh, you're, it, uh, it seems that there's a direction that you're going, that yeah. You're going yeah. in.
1: Yeah, I like the idea of mixing live action and found footage. Mm. It's, it's, I mean, if I don't mind... Saying so, it, it's a good idea. It's, it's a good idea for aesthetic reasons, to, mm-hmm. do, to do this create a new, this new hybrid form. Mm-hmm. And it solves my problems as, as far as storytelling goes, mm-hmm. but also formally, rhetorically, it's, it's interesting. It breaks new ground. You know, it's, it's a generous. It makes a contribution to film language. So that's that's why I, I continue to go forward with that, as well as the ventriloquism thing mm-hmm. that I was talking, I don't know if you heard me talking earlier about, the mm-hmm. idea of putting words in people's mouths. Mm-hmm. So I like that, too. And it's, mm-hmm. like I say, you haven't really seen a whole lot of that. I mm-hmm. mean, again, it's not like me, I invented it, but what I'm saying that it's it's an, a technique uh, or whatever, a way of storytelling that, it, that it's not a bad idea. I, I, I can use it. It's useful for me and it's a, it's a great way. You know, some people like to paint just in monochrome or something like that, you know, or so some people might like to uh, use big globs of paint. You know what I mean? But they, these are artistic... Gestures, mm-hmm. the thumbprints of my own, then I would like to make part of my aesthetic. Mm-hmm. See, the mixing of live and found, and also this idea of bringing a, a different voice under mouths opening and closing, you mm-hmm. know, puppet heads are dead dead movie
0: stars <laughs> So what what's next? do you have a, Next is the board,
1: and, uh, the, the, the board and the I don't know if, if if i already told you but uh, Gidebord, you were
0: it. It's
1: probably hmm. a little bit closer to to what my own uh, interests are uh, I'm still interested in the history of ideas, you know uh, of course, you know, uh, in, in a good way, not not an academic way, but mm-hmm. in a way that that uh, these philosophical strands have made a difference on certainly on me, but on the larger generation, and mm-hmm. probably the generations to follow, mm-hmm. if there would be any, but there probably won't, because a huge meteors coming down. <laughs> but uh, but wow. so and and that is the idea of the cut up, yeah. and the idea of the. Uh, uh, the Dijon as as you heard about a year, an hour ago. So so these ideas could be. I mean, even though of course they're, what be the word? They're distributed mm. uh, across the nineteenth and twentieth century. They they really could be embodied mm. in two figures for the for the purposes to simplify. Storytelling, and mm-hmm. one it would be William Burroughs, and it would be Guy Debord. <laughs> okay. So, 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 let's say, and there's more than three. Of course, you could talk about you could talk about Freud, you could talk about Marx. You know, we could you could talk about you know whatever, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Derrida, blah blah blah. You could yeah. just name a lot of names. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. What I'm saying is that here's two figures who are, who are iconic, mm-hmm. right, and who do represent these ways of thinking that really have had a profound effect on not only me but art mm-hmm. of our period and and uh, basically, a whole late 20th century generation of people—a way of uh, of communication. Now now we have these ideas in the abstract, again, it's not—I'm not writing an article. Uh, you know, I'm having an interview, and it's a flow of words coming out. Mm-hmm. But but what I'm saying is, it went back back to this, this point of view of watching a film uh, is there's there's more embodiment, there's more solidity. Mm-hmm. So, so to create a time and a space mm-hmm. and movement and gesture, and in fact, human figures. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole uh, tradition uh, of, 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 of our practice of the cut-up could be identified with Burroughs, and the, again, the tradition of appropriation uh, and the critique of the spectacle in Debord. Okay, so, mm. well, in fact, they were both living in Paris at mm. the same time, in a very small area of Paris, by the way. Mm. And Debord famously say he hardly ever went out of this triangle. And he actually would draw pictures, triangular pictures on maps of Paris. Mm. You know, that's the psycho... That's the derive and the psychogeography kind of thing that the situation is always talking mm-hmm. about. Well, all right, so here you got the basically two most powerful thinkers for our entire generation who were living right there in Paris during the same small period, period of time, 57 to 59, 60. Now, so, okay, it's obviously just one small step you have to, to make to say, well, did these guys ever Me. really come into contact or meet? yeah out? So, yeah. again, I don't the answer that question. So your next and I don't pal- have to answer the question. Yeah. All, I, all I have to do is ask that question. Yeah. And so, so and you've ne- asked ne- the question, what's my yeah. next movie? And I'm saying, oh, yeah. I'm going to yeah. basically so. organize or mount a, mm. a, a series of, I don't know, tableaus or scenes or vignettes in which these figures are placed within the environment of Paris through mm. found footage. Mm-hmm. And their possible meetings and their possible activities could ground a, a set of arguments that that play out the value of, of these ideas that we've been talking about. We mm-hmm. caught up. Uh, magnetic recording, in mm-hmm. the case of Burroughs was totally into the tape recorder, buying Dyson, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, scrambling, you know, and hearing, not other voices, but the real latent content, for example, he kept talking about, you know, and using uh, uh, magnetic recording as a, as a, Weapon, for example, you know, this idea, and also the idea, in the case of Debord, about, you know, uh, the appropriation of popular uh, culture by creating... um, Bubbles, they turn them on, they're making these movies, uh, huge collages, the collage essay, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The, the use of graphics mm-hmm. in in and text in, in novels, all these ideas which I'm interested in as, a, mm-hmm. as an artist and a sort of a, a cultural agent, mm-hmm. and I could, in other words, bring them into a narrative, saying mm-hmm. which I got actual bodies mm-hmm. and and gestures and, and a, and a public kind of drama. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm calling it B slash. D or D B, you know what I mean, mm. the bored. Mm. But though that might change. And and, and that's something that, that I enjoy doing. I enjoy reading about these guys who are I pardon the term, my heroes, you know, but their ideas are strong and they resonate very deeply. And then I and it's 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 a it's, it's a historical narrative. Mm. It just exactly not exactly, but carrying on with the tradition of the mock up and book. Mm.
0: Mm. That's, mm. exactly that's wonderful, Craig. Um, then my final question is mm-hmm. how do you rest? How do you find the time to rest? How do I find to the time? So to I get no rest. No, no. My
1: thing—I'm carrying a heavy load. I'm carrying a such a heavy you? load, a big boulders, baby, <laughs> on, on my head. I get to balance it as well. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say to that one. You know, like I said, I really haven't had a whole lot of rest. Um, I mean, you know, I, I get sleep at night—that's for sure. But like this whole trip is a perfect example. I. Yeah. Yeah, I just had to rush out of the house, you know, I mean, mm. you know, I just, I didn't, didn't do any preparation at all, you know, mm. I don't have any, my, my clothes all day did completely smell, I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do the laundry, I, you know, I, was, I just threw the stuff in the bag and got over as quickly as possible. But, like tomorrow, for example, mm. I'm flying to Stuttgart, just so you know, well, mm. I, I, haven't, I haven't queued anything up, you know, mm. I did, wasn't able to do it ahead of time, so I had to do it basically in, in a period of time, you know, it took you to set that microphone up, you know, wow, that's when I'll be queuing up over here, and then yeah. I'll
0: step in front of the mm-hmm. class, kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know. So you trust in life?
1: Well, don't yeah, say it I don't happens. have, it's not, yeah, again, the question is uh, is if you, <laughs> I, I can pretend to have the, uh, the, the, the luxury of trusting or not trusting, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, I mean, if, like, if your, your boat capsizes, <laughs> you <laughs> know. You've you got to swim. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really my metaphor. I always end up with is um, the uh, the sail, the mast that went down. Yeah, that that's that's that's, that's you you should get to that and you hold on to that one, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and maybe maybe you 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 know you, maybe it'll take you to the you know to the, know, to, the to the shore, but maybe it won't. But you you just know you had a whole lot of choices about which spar you're going to get on. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you know, yeah, well, do I trust in life? Yeah, huh. you know, just, just you know, I just try to try to get through. Really, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I mean, I've got this far. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to take a risk. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can't be overcome by fear, and you would never make any. You never make any progress. So yeah, my whole thing is more like there's a little bit of I'll figure it out and trust in yourself kind of thing. And more like the interview. We even said, well, I don't know what question am gonna ask. You know, I just doing all the to present myself, you know, mm. in, in, in a way, put the language together kind of thing, you know, so, well, you know, good faith, it might actually be a kind of good, maybe that's what you mean, do I have good faith, Yeah, uh, you know, whatever, you know, I'm willing to take a, take a risk, I have good faith in you. <laughs> <There> you <laughs> that's great. Yeah.
0: Craig, um, we're very lucky um, uh, to place? have had you here for the, for the last hour <laughs> talking in your busy schedule oh. in Berlin and Europe, in fact. Thank you very much, Thanks. and good Bye. night.
1: You have been listening to Radio on Berlin. Yeah! <laughs>